0: been holding your breath since our last episode
1: yes it's been forever what took you so long
0: oh it's so long you know we took an accidental hiatus didn't we yes
1: i'm amazed that this is the first time in what's it like three years that we actually did a bit of a fuck up well i did a bit of a
0: fuck up I wouldn't blame yourself. It was one of those things where it was like it didn't happen and we were both like, oh, oh, we'll try again next time. And then it turns out we actually just kind of needed a break.
1: It, do you know what? The best things in life need breaks, <laughs> said an old Chinese man once in a proverb. What? Spi- Look at them, the Spice Girls. They uh, this, grow bigger every better, bigger and better with every vintage that they exact. come
0: Exactly. Every time it they come back... Come they leave one person out, and they're just better as a quartet. They're just better.
1: No, they're oh uh, yeah, they're a quartet again this time, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Posh so is right. like,
0: you know, I don't need this.
1: I saw them twice in the early, in their heyday, once uh-huh. with all of them, and then once uh, once Jerry had left. So I really feel like I got I got the spice. You got, got, got the all the flavors. Minute. Yeah, it was before. Th- it was like the curry when you buy it straight from the curry house, as opposed to the next day when it really makes your shit intense.
0: Right. Okay. And so, you think that the Spice Girls this time are going to be too intense for your bowels? Mm,
1: I feel like I just don't need that kind of spice in my life right now.
0: (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah, I guess there was, at at one point, girl power Emma needed it, but now Emma is... Uh, she's strong enough, she's independent enough, enough. she's her own role model, and she can't afford tickets.
1: That's essentially what it is.
0: Good day to you all. Welcome to another episode of A Day With Price. Just like the Spice Girls, we have risen from the ashes to bring you... Podcast. Mm. The Spice Girls aren't starting a podcast, are they?
1: the forever. Mm. I'll be waiting. No, I fucking hope not. They or no offense to them, they're great girls and they did so much to girl power. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine there'd be mu- many episodes.
0: Well, Emma Bunton's on the radio every day. She doesn't need any podcast nonsense. Yeah, she's on Heart, baby.
1: And she's just released a single, which is not at all bad.
0: Is it? I've not heard I it. I
1: always quite liked her solo stuff because it was more edgy than the Baby Spice let on.
0: Right, yeah. They really shoehorned them into those silly positions of their nicknames, didn't they?
1: Which is quite weird because they were such advocates. Like, they started this huge movement in female empowerment. What movement yet... was that? What?
0: What movement was that?
1: Well, like Zig is not innit?
0: Oh yeah, Zigzag. Oh, you yeah. know,
1: just like them being like the first massive girl band. Um yeah. There hadn't been anything like that in a really long time. It was very male dominated the pop world especially and they just came on the scene and you know, they had they did the whole girl power thing, didn't they? Sure. absolutely. The yeah. fact that you're right actually. The fact that they were shoehorned into these roles actually is quite counterintuitive, quite counterproductive.
0: Yeah. It's it's the like patriarchy man. The
1: baby then it's I'm
0: like my, baby goo goo gaga
1: and it's like amlc i'm sporty and i'm possibly a bit of a lesbian but i'm not going to really let on then there's like i Mel wear B. a sports bra yeah exactly i just wear sports bras and do lots of kicks high kicks and that and i got a nose ring and i do all the high notes along belts um over the last chorus which is always oh, that no she's gone no she's gone Bye, Mel.
0: Um, <laughs> Thanks for coming, Mel.
1: <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Um, and then there's Mel B. It's like, oh, she's crazy. Crazy. It's like yeah. she never had a soft side. She was always brutish, wasn't she? Yeah, I think
0: that was racist.
1: I feel there was something there, but also maybe a bit mank manc- racist as well. What's, what's mank manc- like, racist? Cause just because she was Manchester, she was like well hard.
0: Oh, sure, sure, sure. A bit sure.
1: savage, you know, a bit brutish. And then like yeah and then Jerry it's like oh she's a bit old so we'll just make her like ginger
0: we gotta make her an experienced one so let's (laughs) make her slutty that's it exactly
1: yeah you like my Union Jack (laughs) outfit anyway
0: the drapes uh, match the carpets
1: (laughs) I love the Spice Girls they were amazing
0: yeah clearly you paid to see them twice
1: no my parents paid to see them twice
0: if I had a ticket and I could give it to you would you go see them fuck yes of course you would
1: I might actually even if there are any last minute ones I might actually just go you should I might
0: I mean I doubt it there's probably gonna be sold out
1: yeah but well, lovely
0: well whatever normally on this podcast ladies and gentlemen we talk about classical music uh, and our lives as uh, classical musicians uh, mm. and then we're gonna recommend some music it's been so long that Emma and I actually we legit haven't spoken since the last time we recorded a podcast no, um, we've so, texted a
1: bit, but mainly just apologising to each other about how shit we are.
0: Yeah, and I had to apologise to you for those dick pics I sent. It was the <laughs> yeah. wrong number. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel bad about it. But. Like,
1: oh, sorry for those bum messages, like, yeah, you know, like phone dial, like bum dial. Yeah. Like you had it on speed dial to Antonia for all those dick pics.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just I just dial the first one that comes up and sometimes it's you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Emma, there's so much to catch up on. Mm. I want to hear you went on a cruise ship. I want to hear all uh, about it.
1: I went on my first cruise ship experience, oh. and it was just delightful.
0: Now I love this because as Ew, m- that m- many noise.
1: Th- you were like <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was so
0: excited about talking, but I was <laughs> drinking <it laughs> at the same time. Um,
1: um,
0: I, I'm I love this because, as many people. Who listen to this podcast know that i've done many cruise ships and i've grown uh what's the word uh, jaded yeah by the um it's fitting because i've been on the ship the jade uh, i've oh, been right. jaded by my experiences and i look back at them and think oh god you did but one for y-
1: six months didn't you
0: oh god you told
1: me like yeah. when, when we first started six fucking months like ours was what 12 days and by the end you're like okay home time yeah 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 six so, months man so, I'm,
0: so intense I'm excited to hear about your first time experience as, as it will you'll probably mostly talk about just the awesome things that mm. you think are so great the first like the first 12 days you're there you're just like yes oh, buffet
1: I assumed that I would get C6 I'm just that kind of person because I'm so, like, you know, delicate constitution. I just assumed that would happen Not <laughs> a fucking thing I'm born for the sea, baby
0: Brilliant, brilliant
1: Even when it got a bit choppy and like, it's, you know, things are getting a little hairy I'm like, uh-huh. arr, arr. <laughs> I just I really felt like there's some sort of sea air or something <laughs> Arr, more rum I just loved it Like, I love looking out the cabin window And you're just in the middle of the ocean There's no land That's all. Yeah. I loved it yeah, cool. Um, so you had a cabin with a window. Okay, first cabin, of we were, all, we were, yeah, pretty a, nice. Pretty nice. Yeah, we nice. were on the fourth deck, so we were pretty <laughs> snazzy. <laughs> um, we were yeah. just
0: above the water level. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, so really nice, really nice cabin. Um, we went to amazing places around Portugal. And the weather was incredible. So it was like super sunny. I got really burnt. I basically got fat and burnt within the first few days. (laughs) It was just so great.
0: You are an extreme burner, aren't you?
1: Yes. And also because I'm in Australia, when when usually when I'm... In the sun, it's Australia, we have to put Factor 50 on, so there's no chance of any kind of tan. I was like, European sun, bring it on. <laughs> so I was like, either Factor 30 or nothing. Like, a couple of days, we were up on the deck sunbathing, clang, and, mm. um, like, with a, you know, with a cocktail. And I was like, oh, we'll, we will only be here for, like, 20 minutes. Got absolutely poached. Yeah, and um, shit-faced, probably. Oh, God, yeah, it was brilliant. Like, I had um, I had, like, a red... I had a complete red bodysuit and then like a white swimming costume, <laughs> like <laughs> outlined for quite a few days.
0: Why? What ship were you on?
1: Um, it was a Fred Olsen ship. Um, I, don't, it was I don't even know. the Balmoral.
0: Oh, okay. Shout out to the Balmoral Shout and out. Captain therein. It's
1: quite a small one. So uh, we tend we went to quite a few ports with the Oriana. You know that one, the p and one? And it was just like, okay. it's like little, little mate it's tiny in comparison right,
0: but it's right, great
1: because okay. you got around the ship easily oh you know, yeah staggering around the ship oh it was just brilliant I love it there's
0: nothing wrong with a small ship
1: no we'd go and but, do quizzes with the same old folks every evening it was just wonderful
0: that's great, great especially when you're on a cruise ship with lots of old people it's uh, it's quite a positive experience
1: and lots of formal nights so you have to dress up to the nines and you're being polite to everyone and it's just a lovely it's like you know being in from london people are such dicks to each other and it's so nice just not having that of having to be polite having to say hello to someone when you walk past them yeah 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 great experience fucking loved it oh and we did did some concerts in there too (laughs)
0: did you have to wear a name tag no great so you were actually like a guest entertainer
1: yeah we were in between yeah we were proper guest entertainers yeah
0: well oh yeah so since this is a musical podcast what kind of pieces did you play
1: Um, so we had hold on what kind of group were you with so I was a flute clarinet and harp trio okay and we did uh, like lunchtime concert uh, recitals okay 45 minute recitals and um, we had different themes for the concerts so the first theme was um, it was a Spanish theme because we our first stop was La Coruña Um, La Coruña and um, so we did stuff like Defire we did actually the Carmen a Carmen Rhapsody which was very fun oh um, lots of snazzy pieces like that. One of the concerts was a classical favourites one. Um, okay, okay. Blah, 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 blah. So we did some like, we'd rehearse some Haydn. We did some Sh- uh Actually, uh, yeah, some Schumann. I'm trying to think. You know, like pops, like pop poppy things.
0: Uh, yeah, poppy like things. like, <laughs> like uh, recognizable. What do they call them? Pop, pop boilers.
1: Yes, yeah, so like so we do some so yes, yeah, some Tchaikovsky, some Ravel. We did like Cherazard. She- and you know things that people would know and then for the final concert it was like romantic a romantic program so we the name of the concert was Fall in Love with the Camarilla Ensemble romantic recital you know that sort of like I loved it and so we did like yeah yeah, lots of Tchaikovsky and like really beautiful pieces
0: so all of everything was an arrangement are there any pieces written for that trio
1: there are but not a huge amount so Nick um, Mm -hmm. Nick Ellis shout out because he listens to the podcast him and what's up Nick um, their photo Hi, is actually on the website with them and ba- with them with badges.
0: Oh yeah, sorry that's weird
1: because now people will look on the website and be like, I know who they are.
0: Now, <laughs> now they know their names and they I know their faces.
1: Their bins. You want to just give them? Nice yeah,
0: let's give out their address as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Nick actually is an incredible arranger, and he has done loads of arrangements for that this um, ensemble size. So actually, a lot of the pieces we played had um his arra- were well, his arrangements they're bloody great. Brilliant. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. He's actually had some published recently, a set published, which is quite That's cool. I know. Well, what a cool dude. I know. But Actually, um any, it actually works really well because you can adapt a lot of flute, viola and harp stuff because the clarinet can like get down in that range, you know.
0: Sounds amazing. Sounds like really yeah. fun.
1: Really fun. But obviously you eat so much because you know I'm a gluten weirdo, as you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I was a bit like, oh, I hope they have gluten free food, but I'm not going to say anything because I'm a martyr. Um, and <laughs> then we got on the ship, and the first night we went to the buffet. We, we ate in the buffet restaurant like every night, and and day, and lunchtime, and afternoon. And um, they had like everything had the signs for gluten free or anything, so I knew everything I could eat, everything nice. could eat. And then you go over to the desserts, and they had like at least three options for gluten free. Desserts like proper cakes, slices, mousses. Amazing. Sorry, I'm gonna sneeze.
0: <coughs> oh my god!
1: And it was, I just had a bloody great time. So
0: that's lovely stuff. Um, I one time watched um a passenger walk up to the desserts, mm. and speaking of things that are food that are free from certain things, uh, there's a sign on top of the desserts that said. Uh, sugar-free desserts available upon request. Okay. And the, I watched this passenger walk up to the sign, and it sa- and he, he read, "Sugar-free desserts." I'm not having any of those. <laughs> and uh, no, wait, my story is not as funny as it's meant to be. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Because he thought the desserts underneath that sign were the sugar-free ones.
1: Oh. So oh, then he
0: stepped over to the to the tray beside, which had the exact same desserts on it. I no. did a bad job of telling that story. No, I might I, just cut it out.
1: I don't think you should because that's just a classic cruise story. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Tell me about you.
0: Oh, Emma. There's there's not much to tell. We're in the middle of the we're in the middle of the Easter holidays, um, and I am just loving it so much that I don't want it to end. Okay. And. Uh, There's just so much work to be done once the schools start again. I've got, uh, there's so much music to learn, and there's like a huge um, festival halfway through the term, next term, that uh, we've got to prepare for. And a lot of the schools that I work for I haven't taught them very much music yet. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, because that's just the nature of how it goes, isn't it? Right. So they we're super these behind. Intentions, but yeah. then they don't fucking learn anything or you, you you do the same thing for four weeks in a row, so you're still only learning two notes and you're like, "Well, we're behind."
0: Uh, exactly. Like oh. you there's only so much you can present and be like, "Yes, and now," and then okay, oh. but then you like Oh, like one week I showed up at a school and I was like, hey, remember we did last week the second finger like this? And they were like, what? Why don't we don't remember? So I had to like, I basically just did the same lesson two weeks in a row because they had completely forgotten what I'd taught them. Oh, So it was terrifying. Um, And
1: you're there. um, Sorry, I just got to get something from out the desk. And you're like drinking a bottle of vodka. (laughs) Where was I?
0: Yeah, exactly. There's a little, there's a little compartment in the back of my violin. Yeah, Just exactly. trying to get through the day. <laughs> yeah, so you know, just
1: mate, that's pretty savage. Sorry.
0: It's it's fine. It's just like I'm happy that I have a job. I'm happy that I have a job that can support my life and my family and everything. But when uh when I get holiday time, it is super great.
1: Yeah defo.
0: And I got to do some busking today with you today.
1: Oh I literally it was like gob on the floor. Couldn't <laughs> believe that I'd seen it. I thought you were an apparition my friend. It's
0: been too long and it was, it was nice. It was one of those days when Being there made me say, oh, yeah, this is really nice and relaxed and fun and easy. Oh, that's nice. I'm not letting anybody down by not being a very good teacher. And it was just like,
1: I could do, I
0: could go back to this, couldn't I? Oh,
1: it's okay, because you just let us down by not being a very good collector. (laughs) You're still there in spirit. (laughs) Nah, I think you did a bloody great job (sighs) today. To be honest as well, like, I'm sure you do absolutely, like, better than expect a job with the teaching thing do you know what I mean it's not an easy thing especially in the borough where you are because I know because I've done it it's not easy there's you know there's a lot of pressure and lots of stuff I mean I'm sure what you're doing is fine so what you need to do just take that vodka into school keep drinking those shots and just hang <laughs> just tight till the it. summer baby
0: just get through it that's and that's how I feel I, I I want the kids to learn the music but most importantly we just need to get through this
1: yeah, you're like. But most importantly, I just gotta like live for the weekends and live for the summer. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> weekends, I live for the weekends. Yolo
1: on a Wednesday, oh, you're man. like Happy Hump Day, bitches. <laughs> oh
0: man, am I ever? <laughs> oh god, um, should we get to Recommend recommending some music?
1: Piece already.
0: Great. <laughs>
1: I've seen something that maybe you don't know, then turn the sound of listening in, we put it in
0: our show, oh. speaking of, school, and yeah. drinking, oh, I have the perfect piece as a segue for the bit we were just talking about. It is called The Academic Festival Overture, written by one Johannes Brahms.
1: Sounds really nerdy. (laughs)
0: It's nerdy? It's like a good nerdy from a musical point of view, but it's not nerdy from a different point of view? Let's get into it, okay? johannes brahms was german and he lived and worked in germany now in the year i want to say 1879 let's go with that or 1878 uh the university in cambridge uh, awarded brahms uh, a, a what do you call it an honorary, honorary. doctorate right oh good so hooray exciting and brahms wrote back to them saying i would love to receive this award but i will not be traveling over salt water
1: oh my god what's precious much salt is <laughs> so, really good for you what's your problem johannes
0: so you know what he would never have been on a cruise ship
1: Oh, he would not have lost it. But the cocktail's up on the deck, though. Brahms!
0: <laughs> Brahms, you're missing out that vodka. Yeah! <laughs> um, so, the, in the short version of that story is that they didn't give him the award. Well, yeah,
1: Th- fuck him.
0: <laughs> then, uh, the University of Breslau offered Brahms the same honorary doctorate, a different honorary doctorate, but obviously a similar degree... And he was like, hell yeah, let's do this. And so he wrote a postcard saying, thank you so much. Uh, I can't wait to receive it. Uh, and then the man who, who nominated him wrote back. Uh, his name is Bernard Schultz. Wrote back to Brahms and said, dude, um, the university is kind of expecting you to write a piece of music for uh, this. And he's like,
1: we, what the fuck?
0: He's like, wait, what? I have to do work, motherfucker. I just
1: want my prize.
0: So yeah, I just want the prize. So he wrote uh, the Academic Festival Overture, which is Opus Eighty, based on drinking to- drinking songs. <laughs> <laughs> It's all based... There's a few original uh, melodies that he wrote in it, but it's basically a medley of drinking songs. So the conductor, Bernard Schultz, uh, wrote to him, compose a fine symphony for us, he wrote to Brahms, but well-orchestrated, old boy, not too uniformly thick. Meaning, keep it simple, we don't have that big of an orchestra. Okay. Um... Brahms, who was known to be a curmudgeonly joker, filled his quota by creating a very boisterous potpourri of student drinking songs (laughs) in an intricately designed structure made to appear loose and episodic, thus drawing on the academic for both his sources and their treatment. So it's quite an intelligent piece. Which makes it clever and, you know, deserving of, you know, his uh, his academic award that he's getting. But because he based it on drinking songs from students, it's also considered academic in that way. But it's also kind of a joke.
1: Man, this is like Radio 4 fodder all over.
0: (laughs) That's what, that's what, that was my nickname in college. Radio 4 fodder.
1: You poor thing.
0: Um... The work sparkles with some of the finest virtues of Brahms's orchestral technique, sometimes applied for comic effect, such as we'll, and we'll get to this in a bit, the bassoons that inflate the light subject of Fuchslead.
1: I beg your pardon.
0: You're welcome. He, he uh, does inventive treatment for the melodies from such songs as Füchslied and Wir hatten gabaut uh, ein uh, stattliches Haus.
1: Uh, and you as well.
0: Uh, also, Hort ich sing das Lied der Lieder? <laughs> Which, uh, according to my translation, translates to Hort can you sing a song you singer
1: <laughs> have you had five bottles of vodka sing sing
0: the lead you leader
1: sing me a thing you singer
0: <laughs> singer can you sing hey
1: hey,
0: po- hey is that a guitar player a tune mm. um and the uh, triumphant finale uh with the melody from Gaudeamus Igitur, or Igitur. I don't speak Latin. That one's Latin.
1: Igitur.
0: Igitur. So, the the orchestration has piccolo, two flutes, two oboes, two clarinets, two bassoons, contrabassoon, four horns, three trumpets, three trombones, one tuba, timpani, bass drum, cymbals, triangle, and strings. (laughs) Basically the large so in contrast of what the the guy asked for he wrote the largest orchestrated piece well one of the largest things that brahms ever wrote is oh this piece of god, music oh my
1: god what a so, dick
0: right i think he was just like it was like just a middle finger to the the the, the whole academic uh, scenario uh, but also he did want the award Sort of thing, but
1: especially since they were like second choice. He should have been a bit nicer about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: Uh, you know what? I don't know. He sounds like a laugh a minute. Who you know? I I'd, <laughs> I'd go drinking with him. Just saying.
0: <laughs> Let's get into the music. the The premiere of this piece took place on the fourth of January, eighteen eighty one, which is exactly. Well, I shouldn't say exactly. It's one hundred years minus one day before I was born.
1: Fucking hell! Isn't that weird? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> It'd been on the nose, I suppose. It is. I suppose it's like it could I mean, be like your spirit piece, couldn't it? I suppose. Let's
0: let's think. Like, what other piece? Let's go to the. Let's go to actual third of January, eighteen eighty one. What piece was premiered that day? What could possibly have been done? I think January fourth is pretty good. That's pretty close.
1: I'll oh, pray oh, close. Pretty close. Pray okay. close. For
0: 100 years minus one day. It's pretty close.
1: 100 God. years minus one day is pretty close. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> we'll take that.
0: Why are you making fun of me?
1: I'm not. I'm I'm jealous, if anything.
0: So, a lot of these um, drinking songs are quite hymn-like. So, okay, I've got a bit of history with this piece, because when I I was in a youth orchestra in my hometown when I was a kid, and we played this piece, I guess we had access to the music. The conductor, Mr. Bob George, who was a good uh, mentor and friend of mine, um, he, he... was into this, I don't know I don't know if he uh, he probably did know all of the background because he's a clever man and he knows this sort of stuff but I don't know why he chose it for us because it's like intense and it's a huge orchestra etc etc but as a kid trying to learn this piece of music I found it really serious and quite confusing. Why? Just because like you know it's not like a Mozart symphony, it's not like a Beethoven overture, it's like this crazy piece of music. Anyway, today listening to it as a, as a professional music grown up and reading about how it's basically one big joke. Uh, I was like, oh, I see. Oh. Yeah, this is nuts. It's nuts. There's like large sections where there's um, just like the timpani just hammering off beats. And it really throws you for a loop because the you know the timpani is so strong. It's just like mm-bop, 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 oh, mm-bop, I see. Mm-bop, 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 mm-bop. You have to have that the benefit
1: was... of like the the lulls of hindsight to be like oh, that's such a funny thing. Whereas if you're a child, you're like I don't understand what's so funny about really loud yeah. timpani.
0: Yeah, I can't play. I can't. Pl- I'm not very good at off beats I've never learned them before. And now why is this? Why is this so strong and bizarre? Anyway, let's hear some of the music. It opens with. Um, this uh, original melody that he wrote, and it's a bit, like, sneaky at the beginning. It's a bit quiet. you okay? uh, yes <laughs> i just lost my notes where oh. did they go oh come on
1: come on
0: right um johani you you what
1: johannes
0: <laughs> johannes where'd you go <laughs> let's let's just fly through some of these melodies because what i what i wrote and what i thought was interesting 20 minutes ago is much less interesting now oh yeah um let's hear some of these amazing melodies where like when you hear them you're like wow it seems quite like uh like uplifting and it doesn't seem like a weird drinking song let's go Uh, there's not body at all. No, not at all. Um, Hört <laughs> uh, ich singla das Lied der leader. Yeah. Uh, let's try to find that one.
1: you motherfucker.
0: Um Verhaten well okay there's also these sections I was saying like there's this section with the the timpani and bass drum just absolutely hammering off beats. So it really throws off the rhythm. <laughs> Bananas. bananas, And then we get these, uh, we get up to this very broad and very impressive Gaudeamus Igitur, which is uh, uh, another theme, star, another drinking song, but it's also, apparently it's also the like school song from, for lots of different institutions. Oh. And it's a song about uh, adopting the, 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 um, bacchanal lifestyle like really you know seize the day Mm -hmm. and drink as much as you want and really party hardy but also it reminds us that we're always one step away from death
1: oh for fuck's sake (laughs) do me a favor
0: yeah you're welcome here
1: Love it. Brahms, God that's like a catholic upbringing that really is like catholic exactly and then to tantalize you this but then bam you're going to die yeah. bitch
0: Yeah don't forget life sucks Brahms manages to evoke ravishing euphoria without sacrificing his commitment to classical balance Apparently in the where's this line to the chagrin or mischievous delight of many of the academics in the audience, there was an ironic contrast between the mood of the student drinking songs and the seriousness of the ceremony.
1: Mm.
0: Right? So, like, they're all there going, oh, we have to hear this piece by Brahms now, but actually it was full of things that made them all snicker a little bit. Love it. So, um, and because of that, people really enjoyed it. And as a result, Like, people continue to play it forever and ever. Amen. Mm. You can still... It's still part of the normal repertoire for orchestras. And and that's the end. It's used in movies. Uh, For example, it's in National Lampoon's Animal House at the beginning. Have you ever seen Animal House?
1: No. Oh,
0: God. It's a classic. I'm sure it's full of of jokes that would not be acceptable anymore. Okay. But... um, but like it's it's basically about a useless uh fraternity house that just drinks all the time right. so it's this is the perfect theme song for that yeah and that's that that's Very all cool. i have to give you Love on it. that yeah you're welcome
1: that's awesome thank you
0: you're welcome you're welcome
1: and you are also welcome
0: you are welcome
1: should we say some thank yous
0: sure let's go for it
1: thank you so much to james cook for the use of his music venus de melo from the album anti-love songs there's been mm-hmm. much music since so check him out jamescookmusic.co.uk no nope.
0: jamescookmusic.com
1: jamescookmusic.com that's right you can edit that um if you'd like to get in touch with us you can contact us um via our email uh-huh. contact oh, at yeah. dot uh, facebook uh, we're at david price and twitter david price you can also check mm. out our snazzy website david mm. and um please hit us up if you'd like us to recommend your favorite piece of classical music we
0: want it we want to give that to you
1: we want to give that to you on a fucking platter
0: <laughs> great well it's time for our weekly catchphrase emma
1: You haven't sucked it till you've tried it.